Hello everyone, welcome to DC Presents Twin Peaks Part 12. The date is the 1st of August 2017 and my name is John. My name's Nick. Hi Nick, good to see you again. You too, John. <laughs> another week. Another week, uh, another episode. Yeah, I've got, we're literally two thirds of the way through now. I think we've only got six weeks left, is it? Yeah, six weeks left. Uh, well, technically five because the finale is a two-parter. Oh, right, so yeah, okay. five weeks left. Uh we're two-thirds of the way through, so if this was a film which Lynch is envisaging it as, we'd be entering the third third and final act right now. So from here, it should all start to kick off kind of thing, but okay. uh, we'll, we'll discuss the episode tonight before we <laughs> get on to the finale. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so part 12... Uh, I've seen a lot of people online today call the episode Let's Rock because of uh, what Diane says in the episode. I yeah. uh, just want to mention before before we go in, one thing I, I am getting a bit worried about, uh, I'm fine with Lynch putting weird stuff in, he, he always does, you're never going to you're never gonna know what everything means, what, every, what everything leads yeah. to, but we're getting to a point now where I'm thinking we're, we're not going to resolve any of the, the stuff that I want resolved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna finish the series, and uh, Dale Cooper's still gonna be Dougie Jones. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking that's that's we're gonna see a re- resolution to that. Yeah, definitely. I'm just thinking the stuff like last week we had that weird vomiting child in the car. We're never gonna find out what that means. I think we spoke about that last week, though. I think um, like that that that's almost gonna be good to leave unresolved. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that's that's weird. Because that's just something completely new. It's not like, um, you know, this Dougie Jones thing that's going on for the entire season. Yeah. If that's unresolved, I will be pulling my hair <laughs> out in the finale. That, it's just like a, a weird little thing he put in there. Definitely. Stuff like that. And remember like a few episodes ago where there were two women talking in the roadhouse at the end and like one of them was scratching her armpit and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? You know, oh. Whether that'll get tied up, I don't know, but... I think we spoke about that again, didn't we? Where like potentially like... Because it's a left arm, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. that, that's the same arm that uh, like goes numb when uh, people wear the ring. Isn't yeah, that's so, right. I mean, we, we don't know. We might we might get a resolution, but like you're saying, that might just go on. Yeah. On, just untold for the rest now. Sorry, I've just remembered one part of the episode last night that I didn't put down in my notes. So uh, we'll, we'll get going now. Do you mind if I mention this part straight away before I completely means, forget yeah. about it? We... Uh, I'm sure this was last night. We jumped to the trailer park, and uh, there's an, old, an older gentleman walking with a with a stick, and uh, Carl, who who runs the trailer park, yeah, yeah. comes out and questions him about like what he's been doing, and he's been giving blood for money. We find out, yeah. and again, I think it's just another example of Carl being a really nice guy. He's saying like, uh, you know, giving blood's great and all, it's a good cause, but you need your blood. You know, you're too old to be doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Don't pay your rent this month; it's covered. You know, don't be selling your blood anymore. You don't need to. Which um, I think that was that the only all oh, we got from that I, scene, I, really. I mean, I, I think I feel like he asked about um, a gas canister or something. Like, did you install a gas canister the other day or something? Yeah, I don't. I've got to admit, just just as well. But now that we're just started, I apologise for my notes. They're getting sketchier and sketchier every week at the moment. <laughs> started out with like proper in depth notes, and now I'm struggling to keep up with what's going on. I'm just, I'm, I'm just scrolling notes down as the episode goes on kind of thing so yeah i'll be honest with you i can't remember now what the actual point of that scene was yeah. other than to show carl rod being a, a really nice generous guy again Pretty much. 
So uh, if it's okay with you, we'll jump to the hotel. I think it's the Mayfair Hotel in Buckhorn. Yeah. Where we meet up with uh, Albert, Gordon Cole and Tammy. All drinking a, a nice vintage of, of Gordon's wine, I believe, that he's brought with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here we get like some of the mythology uh, laid out for us. Uh, I keep forget. I keep remembering stuff that I forgot to do. I was going to bring uh, something to show you about Twin Peaks, but I forgot all about that. <laughs> so uh, here we get Albert explains that Operation Blue Book was an actual, uh, an actual real life UFO investigation by the was it the FBI maybe or the CIA yeah. looking into UFOs and stuff like that in Roswell, uh, and that was shut down in like 1970. They mention a lot of this stuff in the the Secret History of Twin Peaks, the book. They go into all this in, in, in yeah. detail, kind of thing. And follow, following on from that, uh, Albert, Philip Jeffries, which is David Bowie, uh, Dale Cooper, and Gordon. Well, Gordon actually set the, the, the department up called, uh, was it like the, the Blue Rose Strike Force or something, something like, like that? that? It's definitely Blue Rose. Something. Yeah. Which we've heard Blue Rose like many times throughout the series and the film, haven't we? So. We have. But going back going back to the very start, it was one of Gordon Cole's Blue Rose cases which brought Cooper to Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, my theory has always been, I've got the Blu-ray box set, and on the side of the box set, there's a picture of Laura Palmer's head after, being, after she was killed, wrapped in the plastic, and her face is blue, and it looks like a Blue Rose. So I just always kind of interpreted that as being like the meaning behind it. Oh, yeah. But other than a nice little visual clue, we find out what it actually means. Um, a, a female who was killed, I believe, back in the seventies, I think they said. Yeah. Her dying breath was blue rose before before she died, and that's where the whole blue rose thing has, has come from. And uh, Albert explains that uh, Philip Jeffries has gone missing. Dale Cooper's gone missing. He's the only one left of the original team that Gordon put together, and they're basically uh, initiating Tammy into the, I keep calling it a strike force, I don't know, <laughs> does it like sound it, right? I but like something like that, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and they're uh, initiating Tammy into the Blue Rose strike force. Uh, we then cut straight from that bit to, they called, uh, I keep wanting to call her Denise, Diane, it's um, Diane, isn't it? They called Diane in. A little little visual clue as well, when they call her in, did you notice know, like the, the red velvet curtains that she comes through in the hotel room? It's very, oh, like, right. uh, very... Uh, Black Lodge, weird oh. look to this hotel room. Like, uh, yeah, I just found that interesting. They, they, they call Diana, she comes in through these curtains. Yeah. It just looked like the Black Lodge, just a weird little... Yeah, uh, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't even click on to that, but yeah. Yeah, weird little detail there. But yeah. uh, And Diane comes in, and the, the point of this is to, they, they want to deputise Diane into helping them. But they know that Diane is not totally on the level and we don't know yet whether Diane knows that they know she's not on the level. You know what I mean? So it's a bit of a cat and mouse, mouse game going on. Yeah. Uh, but the the main the main takeaway from this is at the end of the scene, she finishes it by going "Let's rock," which uh, is a callback to a number of things in the show. Uh, back in the old series, the first thing that Dale gets told in the Black Lodge by the man from another place is "Let's rock." says to him, let's rock. Oh, yeah. uh, they have a call back to it in Firewalk with me at the Formica table. Written on the uh, car. Yeah, and Agent, oh, not Agent Desmond, uh, Dale Cooper turns up at the trailer park and that's written on Chester Desmond's car. Yeah, yeah. So when he sees that and hears it in the show, he's like, I've heard this before kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know why Diana's saying that, but, you know, uh, just well, another little mystery. That might be pointing towards the 
like fair that she's on the other side. Yeah, she's in on it, maybe. Mm. Yep. Uh, okay, we'll jump from there. Uh, the next thing with Diane is she's in the bar uh, drinking on, a, on her own. And she gets a text, which we know is from uh, Evil Cooper. And I think it just says Vegas question mark. Is that what you said before? The uh, Vegas question Vegas mark. Vegas question yeah. mark. And she replies saying uh, they haven't asked yet. That's it, yeah. Which puts them in a funny play- position now because in the next scene, well, well, we'll deal with the scene first because Albert turns up at Gordon Cole's hotel room. Uh, Gordon lets him in. And Gordon's with like a young French woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Albert asks if she can leave. Uh, Gordon asks her to leave and we then get like a, about a 20 minute scene of watching her put her shoes on collect her bag up she checks her lipstick <laughs> checks her makeup yeah. and then uh, then finally <laughs> finally decides to leave I love that scene it yeah it, it was quite drawn out but I was enjoying it it I was, was I loved it I mean this is Lynch at his best I just get the feeling sometimes with the Lynch this is just something he likes to watch. He just loves women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's just something. It's just letting all, all, everything he likes just pour out on screen, kind of thing, basically. Yeah. And I feel like it's the kind of thing as well because he's playing Gordon Cole. You could watch the scene. I mean, I think Albert kind of gives him this look as if to say, like, you're a bit of a creeper, you know, like yeah. with this young woman. But he's just like, I don't care. You know, I, I like women. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the impression I get from it, kind of thing. Fair enough. Yeah. I think he's got to the age now where he's like, a, well, I mean, he's always been like this, I suppose. He <laughs> just doesn't care. He just puts anything he likes in, in his films, kind of thing. Yeah. They finally get rid of her. Gordon makes a few bad jokes about turnips, her mother being a turnip farmer. But she wouldn't turn up or something, yeah. something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Albert doesn't laugh, uh, <laughs> and he uh, he also mentions that there are six thousand languages in the world, which is randomly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the whole point of the scene is that Albert finally gets to the point and mentions that they've had another text on Diane's phone, uh, mentioning about Vegas. So they're in the weird position now of knowing they have to ask about Vegas without letting on that she knows that. That she's wondering when they're going to ask about Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a weird like catch twenty two kind of yeah, thing. True, yeah. So they know they need to go to Vegas and find out what's going on in Vegas, but they don't know how to let Diane know that they know they need to go to Vegas. <laughs> to go to Vegas. Mm. <laughs> but, like, are they supposed to know to ask about Vegas? I don't think so. Not at this point. So why does why would she say they haven't asked yet? As if like, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll probably find out, won't we? Another mystery. I feel like this is one of the ep- episodes that you think that the show might be starting to wrap things up, but it raises more questions than it answers Def- this one. This episode definitely one of those episodes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, okay, so we tie things up there in Buckhorn, I believe. Before we do that, uh, we'll cut to I believe they're called the Hutchins. This couple, played by Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason yeah. Lee, uh, they both are staking out the ho- the home of the warden. Uh, from a few episodes ago, they've been told to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I believe originally they were going to like plan to kill and torture him, to- torture and kill him, kind of thing, and enjoy it. But during the scene, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's constantly mentioning that she's really hungry. They want to go yeah. to like a fast food joint or something. So they're like, oh, okay, we'll just wrap it up. We'll just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cut it short. And uh, Tim Roth shoots him twice in the back. He goes down. The kid runs out in tears. And they drive off to get some fast food, presumably. What does Tim Roth say before? I was like, all right, next stop. Yeah, next stop Wendy's or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite good. 
That's he, he just shoots him and then like it's as if like it's just a normal thing to do. Mm. Just like close to the hats, like, all right, next up, Wendy. Said, it's like loved, everyday things. I loved it. <laughs> so they're heading off to get some food. We then get one scene in Vegas this week. Nothing more with the Mitchum brothers this week. I was a bit gutted about, but... I know, yeah. We get a scene. If you mentioned that you get a shot of the, the red door, is that right? I'm pretty sure, like, you get a shot of the red door. Because um, I, I, I only remember it before, but I was like, why Why did we get a shot of the red door? But then, obviously, you mentioned uh, this next scene. Yeah, and it, it does a lot of establishing shots, I think. It did it with a, does it with a few houses in Twin Peaks later on as well. Uh, and we cut to the back backyard, and it's uh, Sonny Jim playing catch with Dougie Coop. Well... Trying to play catch with Dougie Cooper, yeah. Dougie, Dougie, Dale, Dale Cooper, Dougie Cooper. <laughs> I'm mixing the names up now. Dale Cooper, <laughs> Dale and Jones. Uh, yeah, Dale Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and he just uh, bounces the ball off him. Basically, throws the ball at him. And it just <laughs> and that was the entire scene, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much the whole point. Uh, one little thing I, I, I get with this is we've had a lot of like Dougie Cooper, Dougie Cooper, Dougie Cooper being a like weird father figure to Sonny Jim even yeah. though he's not his real dad. And we get a few mentions of like father figures in this episode. Uh, Richard Horn later on met Richard Horn. Uh, Benjamin Horn later on mentions that uh, Richard is the way he is because his dad wasn't around and stuff like that. And he harkens back to his dad, stuff like that. So it, there was a weird kind of like father figure motif, got yeah. motif going on with us, I think. Uh, but yeah, we go from Vegas to... Uh, we're back in Twin Peaks then. We're with Sarah Palmer, Laura Palmer's mum, walking around a store, uh, buying a lot of booze. <laughs> yeah. uh, she gets all the booze racked up, goes to the checkout, and starts to have a bit of a, an episode at the at the kiosk. Uh, she's looking funny at the beef jerky, beef and turkey jerky. Yeah. yeah. And she wants to know when the I think it's the turkey jerky maybe when when the turkey jerky turned up. Yeah, she seemed, she seemed awfully confused about it. It's like, what, yeah. what's that? That kind of thing. So it's turkey jerky. Like, yeah. Oh, when did it get here? She was like, "Were you here when it when it got here?" Just yeah. <laughs> really weird. Uh, but she goes on to say that one part she mentions was bad things have happened to her, and that men are coming. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm presuming is the woodsman. See, that's what that's what I took from it. Yeah, that the woodsman are coming, like we're having some like weird visions again, or something like that. Uh, and she leaves without without a shopping. And I think one of the the, the lad says, I, can, "I know where she lives. I can drop it off for you, or something like that." And uh, we then have a, a scene where Hawk visits the home, and it's the old house from the uh, from the TV show. Yeah, yeah, and the movie, and the movie, yeah. And we get a shot of the ceiling fan rotating. Yeah, yeah. And this, I think this is only a theory, to be honest with you, but I think I mentioned it on the Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me episode we did. It's almost like whenever that fan's on, Bob's in the house kind of thing. Yeah. Whenever uh, Leland would turn the fan on, he became Bob kind of thing. So do we take from that that she's Bob? Because later on in this scene, we hear a bit of almost like a clanging of a plate or something. I don't know. It was a weird noise, yeah. yeah when uh, when Hawks asking her is she okay, there's a noise comes from the kitchen. Yeah. And it says, you know, what's that? It's like, oh, nothing. It's just stuff in the kitchen. But yeah, it's a bit of a creepy noise. Like, uh, so, so do we take from this scene that uh, Bob is in uh, Sarah? Or do we take... Maybe. I, I think Bob could just be in the house as a spirit kind of thing, you know, just something like that. Maybe uh, just haunting a Sarah. Oh, what, what if it's Leyland? 
Yeah, could be. What we've seen Layla in the episode one, yeah, in the, the Black Lodge. So, yeah. and Laura left the Black Lodge. Do you remember when she went, Bleh. What if it's Laura? Something like that, maybe. Mm. God, it's, it could be any number of people, couldn't it? I mean, that really felt to me like the old Twin Peaks, that scene, where, yeah. you know, it felt like a real flashback to, to the old series. Uh, so Hawk tells, you know, if you need anything, give me a call. Uh, we get a few little like montages now of uh, Twin Peaks. We get a shot of Miriam in hospital, recovering after last week when she uh, was nearly beaten to death by Richard Horn. Yeah. Uh, and we get a mad little shot of Jerry escaping the woods. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Just run us out. <laughs> so I don't know whether he'll actually turn turn up in it more now that he's got out of the woods or not. But <laughs> I don't know where. Uh, there's another shot from Twin Peaks, isn't there? A few of them. Um, where we've got. The Doctor. The Doctor. Oh, I forgot about Doctor Amp, yeah. Just remembered that scene now. I forgot all about Doctor Amp. And he's doing his uh, whole um, bag, my golden golden shit shoveling shovels or something. Shovel your way out of the shit of modern life. Yeah. Yeah. Only (laughs) $29.99. Two layers of gold paint. (laughs) And uh, obviously the, uh, I can't remember the name of the one with the eye patch. Yeah, Nadine, I think it is. Nadine, that's it, yeah. Um, she's loving it. She's loving him. I, I, I don't know. She seems to be his biggest fan, doesn't she? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? She's a uh, every week. She's been just listening and, and loving it. Uh, yeah, we cut from Doctor Amp and Jerry Horn. We cut to a scene with a uh, Frank uh, Sh- Truman. Frank Truman. Frank Truman uh, pays a visit to Benjamin Horn at the Great Northern, and uh, I, I really like the scene. Uh, what I liked about it was a lot of like modern filmmaking nowadays. They assume that the audience has got no like attention span whatsoever. Yeah. Everything's just fired at you. There's never a minute when there's something's not being said or, or being done. But uh, like Lynch really takes his time with the scene. Just a nice natural conversation between two people. There's long pauses and, and silent bits of silence in there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? That you normally wouldn't have with this kind of thing, but it ma- makes it just feel natural, like a natural conversation. I remember that in there, like if. I, the, I think Frank or Ben asked Frank something and then he answers. And then he kind of asks him the exact same question again. Right. Um, I can't remember what it was now. It might have just been like, how are you kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm good. And then he says something and he's like, and you? He's like, yeah, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that was... Like, intentional indi- or not. Yeah, intentional, yeah. like indicating that. He's got he's uh getting a bit senile or something like that. Maybe I mean I think Richard Bamer is about mid seventies now, pushing eighty maybe. Yeah. So yeah, and he's still running the hotel, isn't he? So <laughs> yeah, the the main point of the scene is uh Frank starts off by delivering the bad news that Richard Horn killed a boy. Oh yeah, in the know now, don't they? That Richard Horn killed the boy with yeah. the truck. That he killed a boy and has uh, fled town. And he also put Miriam in the hospital a week or two ago. Mm. And Benjamin's really cut up and he explains that he's always been bad kind of thing, you know, they've tried the best with him, but... And he explains that he'll never hear from him again now, you know, don't don't expect him to be contacting Benjamin Horn or anything. Uh, but Frank kind of manipulates uh, Benjamin into covering the insurance for... Yeah. I mean, it'd, it'd probably done it anyway, but, you know, in a roundabout way, he says, like, you know, that this girl needs insurance and I trust you'll be paying for it kind of thing. And he agrees to do that. And the scene ends with uh, Benjamin explaining that 
the room key the uh, uh, yeah. Dale Cooper's turned up like 25 years later and would uh, he like to take it for Harry as a little memento and Frank says yeah I'm sure he'd love it but he mentions to him that it's weird that it's turned up now because we're looking into an old Dale Cooper case at the moment yeah 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 remember that um, that, like, I don't know if that means we're going to see I mean, we probably won't but like you know the the, the little fanboy <laughs> um, is making me uh, make, he's thinking are we going to see Harry again or um, even if he's uh, even, yeah. even if he's a bit ill in bed I, I, I'd love to see him you know what I mean I, I would have been what I think would be really cool is I'm sure that they've not done this because I don't even think Michael Lonkeen is in the show but how cool would it be if like it ends with like Harry Truman being in the Black Lodge, having to help Dale get out of the Black, you know, like something like that, maybe. Yeah, or maybe. if, like, because he's not well in the show, if he was to die in, like, in the real world and go to the Black Lodge as a spirit to help Dale out, you know, yeah. <laughs> just something daft like that. Like, I'd, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I'd love something like that. Like, uh, I'm sure it won't happen, but yeah, I'd love to get a bit of Harry, but I don't think we're gonna. Yeah, I, I don't think we will, but like, I'm, I'm hopeful still, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just speaking of random stuff as well, I've been watching like some uh, of the original preview clips before the show started airing, and there's clips of Big Ed, so we know that Big Ed's coming. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. So it's confirmed that Big Ed will be in. He's very, very slowly uh, introducing us back to the old characters. Isn't he? Yeah. By the end of it, they'll have finally shown some every character for like one uh, second on screen. <laughs> I know. We're not like getting much of them are we but he's giving us a bit I guess I think by this point I don't think James is coming back now we saw James in episode one See, he, was, he was a big part of the original series as well yeah I'd love love to have James and Big Ed come I mean, back but didn't you, didn't you say you seen him in episode one I think yeah it was at the end of episode one or two in the roadhouse so, do you reckon that was it I, that could be it I think judging by the way it's going that might just be it just a little name <laughs> name, name check for he, him but yeah he doesn't even want to have the same character does he does it look like if it no like, doing it feels like he's only putting them in for the fans yeah wants to do like all new stuff by the look of it yeah so uh, but that was Benjamin Horn once we were talking about then yeah Gives the key to, oh, excuse me. Gives the key to uh, to Frank. I'll be honest with you. We nearly wrap this up as quick, quicker well, than usual. Just before we do, then, um, just in that scene, <clears throat> that he mentions, doesn't he, uh, about Richard's parents? And I think. Uh, we, Does he? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think Frank asked about his parents, about maybe contacting them or something. Mm. And I think I think Ben's going, yeah, don't don't. That's never going to happen, kind of right. thing. And 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 we're assuming at this point, aren't we? That oh, sorry, the, the, yeah, that um, that um, Richard's parent. Well, we, that Richard's mum at least is Audrey. Yeah, we're assuming that, and there was no father. It says which could tie into the evil Dale being the father. Yeah, you know, if he's never been around, kind of thing. So, uh, one final point is there's a nice little bit where uh, Ben mentions that. He was thinking about being a kid and having a bike bought for him by his dad because he was telling Frank he'd never had a father to show him you know, how to be a man, that yeah. kind of thing. And he mentions about a bike that his dad bought him and like he was still reminiscing about it, going a green green Schwinn bike or something. <laughs> he, used to, he used to love that bike, the, the bike that my dad bought me. But I don't think Lynch is making a point here that like a father figure is important because look how awful Benjamin Horn turned out. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the bad stuff he was doing, womanising and yeah. drug-taking and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't think he's making that point at all, but 
he's almost making the point that that character is making that point. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference in there between. Yeah. It's not his point; it's the character's point, kind of thing. So. Yeah, I just like the, I like that little rem- reminiscence at the end of just you know like oh I had a green swing bike that my dad yeah. bought for me like just a nice little moment. But yeah. uh, we then jump from there to the what everyone has been waiting for, me included. I'm sure you included. I have been, yeah. Wasn't quite what we were, ima- we were imagining. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we finally get to meet uh, Sherilyn Fenn again playing H- Audrey Horn. Uh, I mean, I think she still looks okay. She's in her fifties now, I think. I mean, so. I mean, you can tell she's like, what was she? Was she in the twenties or something? Yeah, early twenties, I think, when, in the first Twin Peaks. The first area, so like, you can tell it's been twenty-five years. Yeah, definitely. She, she's definitely like, um, looks about fifty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you say, she still doesn't look that bad. She looks quite good. To be fair. Yeah. We get a scene of her in like this weird kind of office. With her husband Charlie, yeah, like rich from the I don't know if it's the angle or not, but he he looked to be a man of short stature. Yeah, yep. Uh, we've already seen the man from another place, so and like the Spike Statler. Uh, so I think Lynch just likes different different looking people. You know yeah. what I mean? Just just diversity kind of thing. The uh, yeah, I, how to talk about this? I just don't know at all. <laughs> Audrey is telling Charlie that she's disappointed in him as a husband. She's in love with a guy called Billy. Yeah. Uh, and she mentioned something about Chuck being some certifiable guy. There's a woman called Tina thrown in there as well in the mix. I think Tina um, told Audrey that Chuck told <laughs> something, oh, something like Chuck told her that Tina was the last person to see Billy or something like that. I th- yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Tina said that Chuck was the last person to see Billy. Did did Chuck steal Billy's truck? I think so. Yeah, but like the the, the only unless it's a completely different thing altogether. The only thing we've seen in the series so far is someone stealing the truck is obviously Richard. Unless, um, yeah, that's it. So maybe if Chuck's like some weird pet name for Richard, could be middle name Charles or something. Maybe, maybe yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Oh, yeah, might, might have taken that guy's middle name. But you mentioned uh, the truck was stolen from a guy called Billy. We've seen a guy in other episodes where Andy was talking to him about a truck being stolen. Yeah, yeah. So whether that's the same truck or not, we don't know. Yeah. Is that the truck that was used to kill the little boy by Richard? Because the... in that scene a few episodes ago, that, that farmer, he was uh, he seemed almost scared, didn't he, when uh, um, Andy... Came to the door, uh, and and he's like, oh, d- d- yeah, fine, yeah. fine, just go now. Just get out of here you quick, need to go, yeah. kind of thing. So he seemed a bit worried. Um, Could that be Chuck? Could that be Billy? Like we know, Richard's a bit of a loose uh, cannon, so yeah, it might make sense if that he wouldn't want police sniffing around. So it might have been about him, but I'm not sure. It's also weird that Audrey mentioned she's in love with Billy. And if Billy is one of these farmers, I wouldn't have thought they were exactly Audrey's type. You I know what I mean? <laughs> especially when like Dale was her type. Yeah. It's like the complete polar opposite, isn't it? Very weird. And just one bit with this scene as well. I got the feeling that Charlie was almost manipulating Audrey. Yeah. Because Audrey starts off going, we've got to go and find Billy. Get your coat. We're going to the roadhouse now. We're going to go and find Billy. And Charlie kind of turns it round to, well, Tina said this. 
and like it makes her forget about going to look for Billy. Yeah, She's yeah. like, "Well, what, what you know, what what did Tina say?" It's like, "Should should I call Tina right now? <laughs> I can call her right now." And she's like, "Oh, oh maybe you could call Tina." You know what I mean? She completely yeah, like yeah. takes her off on what she was trying to do, kind of thing. And uh, eventually, he phones Tina, and any information he gets from her, he, he won't tell her what it is, <laughs> which is really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's pretty much the scene in a nutshell. Audrey loves Billy, having an affair with a guy called Billy. Chuck's, Chuck stole a truck belonging to Billy, <laughs> according to Tina. And so what? they phoned Tina and got some information that he wouldn't tell to Audrey. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was a very weird scene. Yeah. But it just seemed to me like it was just a reintroduction to Audrey. Like, and like you said before, not the one everyone was hoping for. But Definitely. But uh, yeah, she's finally back at least. Can I mention one theory that I've seen online today about this? Uh, I'm not saying this is true, but it's just an interesting little theory. People have said that Audrey clearly has had issues. She was involved in that explosion. She was in a coma for a long time. People have been speculating, is this like a therapy session almost? Where she's just losing her marbles kind of thing. And like Charlie is like a therapist. Trying to get her back on track or something like that. Because it seems like... They've referred to him as... A husband, yeah, but it, it 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 was almost like it was a an arrangement rather than like a marriage. Did they mention something about being contractual or something yeah, like that? Like like, yeah, a, a contract. Yeah. Mm. So I don't I don't know what that's about. Like, yeah, maybe maybe he they he agreed to marry her so he can stay at home with her and be a therapist to her full time. Yeah, who knows? Because he had a lot of paperwork. And it was a weird, a weird kind of booky-looking office, you know, like with books on the yeah, walls and yeah. stuff. So maybe if he is a therapist or something, uh, maybe could be some like kind of like weird role play to snap her out of something like Shutter Island or something like that. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see Audrey back, but it's not exactly what I was imagining when. I... <laughs> oh no, I know. I, I I wasn't up, uh, imagining that myself. I was thinking it was going to be quite different. To be fair, but I thought it should be like some kind of like heroin had come in to like save Dale Cooper or something it was clearly not that is it so yeah we'll leave uh, leave Audrey Horn there for now we'll jump to uh, back to Diane she's inputting the coordinates from the arm that they found belonging to Ruth Davenport I think it was Oh yeah. In the last yeah. episode, there's coordinates on, on the arm of the body yeah she seemed to remember all the numbers from memory didn't she yeah so Oh, I don't know, did she, have, did she have a photo of it or something? I thought she was looking at something, but was she just thinking about flashback it? Flashbacks. Flashbacks, yeah. To seeing the, the image. Yeah. And she puts the coordinates in, and it's Twin Peaks that, yeah, it, yeah. that it's pointing to, indicating that something from beyond, like the, the Black Lodge dimension, whatever it is, is heading to Twin Peaks, basically. They've got the coordinates on the arm, something's heading there. Yeah. Well, that's something, actually. Uh, we saw Frank Truman in, the, in this, this episode, but... Wasn't he, Hawk, and Bobby meant to be going on a trip by now <laughs> to like to the to the mountains? Uh, you know, we've kind of forgot about that. <laughs> we've seen both Frank and Hawk. And Hawk, yeah. Oh. So a bit of, bit of weird like time play there. I mean, I was thinking this like he obviously he shot it all in one massive block, and he mm. just had to cut it up and put it together as he wanted to. But stuff like that to me doesn't totally fit together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost as if he shot it with that intended to go before. Before them finding all the stuff to the mountain, but it's flipped it round in editing, and now it doesn't totally line up. Do you know what I mean? The- I mean, 
I might be giving him far too much credit, but I feel like he he does everything for a bit of a reason. You think so? Yeah, like I say, I might be giving him far too much credit than he's due, but like yeah. I feel like he's got a reason for everything. Kind of thing. Just some of these episodes to me feel a bit like if you get an episode where not much happens, it's almost as if like he's had to move stuff around to balance out what happened as an episode, you know, that kind of thing maybe. Mm. But but yeah, uh, Diane finds out that something is headed towards Twin Peaks. And I think that's really the the main finale, to be honest. We then jump to the roadhouse. We do, yeah. We get a weird scene with two two random women talking. But one of them mentions Billy. We, yeah. We just checked that out a minute ago. Somebody mentions Billy. I feel like they were talking about some woman who's in love with someone. Billy doesn't like her. Yeah. I don't know. This mess was my head just as much as the other and scene did. Whoever the woman was, she's off her meds, which could, you know, yeah. is it Audrey? See, you that's know? what I thought. Maybe mm. that fairy you were just on about, mm. that, that could uh... indicate she's got issues, kind of thing, yeah. yeah. And while they're discussing this, uh, a guy called Trick runs in and explains we just run off the road by someone. Yeah. So a couple of headlights coming towards him and jumped into the, the verge. And he's, he needs to have a beer to calm his nerves. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wonder who that is, you know, who ran him off. I mean, it could, mm. it could, it could have been Evil Dale. Could, could have been, been Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But could be another random scene. But yeah, we pretty much finished there. And then we cut to the chromatics again on the stage, I believe it is. Uh, and yeah, they, cool. they play us out. Yeah. Mm. So uh, another really weird episode. <laughs> Very weird, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how would you rate the episode? I mean, I feel like I've gone higher than this before, but I'm I'm taking it to a four out of five. Yeah. Yeah. It, it weren't my favouritest episode. God, is that even a word? Favouritest. Favouritest. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my favourite uh, episode of the mm. season by a long shot, but like, I enjoyed seeing Audrey back um, for for. for whatever that scene was worth. Um, But yeah, it definitely wasn't my favourite episode so far. Yeah, I still loved it, coming out of five stars, but it's definitely of differing quality to other ones, but I just think they're all pretty much five star, five star films pretty much by by this point. So yeah, I'll give it five stars. Uh, Oh, one final thing to mention about Billy. Back in episode seven, I think I mentioned it on the pod when it happened. Do you remember how the episode ended in the diner? And uh, some guy pops his head in the door and goes, Hey, have you seen Billy? And then just runs off. Oh. So, you know, I don't know what what okay. that's in relation to, but whether that even ties in with this, I don't know. But I mean, I'm guessing if, if we're hearing the name Billy, um, they've got a... Maybe this is something for the finale, this Billy guy. Maybe uh, po- pointing towards that, like... Uh, Maybe if it's that if it's that thing that came out of the glass box in New York in part one, you know, something like that. Maybe who was the kid? Sat in front of the glass box. Anybody? He got I don't know. He got killed though straight he, away. He, didn't he? That that definitely wouldn't be the uh, who Billy is, would it? Maybe you can go back and have a look, but yeah, possibly. Uh, almost maybe. Uh, I think it was called Red Balthazar Getty. I think he's called the actor. Uh, the one who was having an affair with Shelley. Yeah. I'm even wondering, like, is that is it his actual name Billy, and like, he's like having an affair with Shelley and Audrey at the same time, you oh, know? Because they always kind of like not so much fought over men, but they were like two of the angels of Twin Peaks back in the old yeah, the old yeah. show kind of thing. So, 
yeah, don't know. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure we'll find out a lot of this. You can't you can't not answer some of this stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm hoping so anyway. Yeah, we'll see. So I think we're pretty much wrapped up. If you're okay with that, uh, I'll just cover the social media. You can catch me at Taylor1980 on Twitter. Uh, I can be found at DSTE Nick. What's the main show po- uh, Twitter again? Uh, it, that, that's at DSTE Podcast. Um, so don't spoil the ending, DSTE yeah. Podcast. Yeah, our main pod, don't spoil the ending. We're a spin-off show from that. If you like movies, video games, head on over there and check out our main show. The film this week is The Lost City of Z. Z. <laughs> yeah, that that has come out by now. Yeah. By now, yep. Uh, and just one final thing: the Facebook page we've got as well. We've got a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash DST podcast. Yeah. So uh, head on over there, like the page if you can, give us a five star review. That'd be uh, that'd be very nice. And mm-hmm. if you've got any feedback at all. Uh, messages on Facebook. You can get us on Twitter. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you'd uh, enjoy someone messaging you, telling you that uh, it's not the Blue Rose um, Task Force or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I think that's actually what it is. <laughs> the <laughs> is Task Force. That, <laughs> I was calling it Strike Force. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. The Blue Rose Task Force. Well, if anyone wants to give you us feedback, <laughs> yeah. you might be both wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be. Um, but like our personal Twitters and the Facebook is probably the best place to go. Yeah, definitely. But after the Twitter, we we will we will receive their messages also. Yeah, sounds good. Yes, well, any feedback hit, hit us up over there. And in the meantime, we'll be back next week with part thirteen. We're in the home stretch now; just five more weeks to go. Yep. Okay, so we'll uh, see you next week, Nick. See you next week, John. Yep. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye.